everybody, I'm Rachel Beffa, and welcome to the Beverages with Beffa podcast. From talking about fun to faith and family, grab a beverage and have a listen as we go on this journey of life together. <laughs> I'm so... This is going to be a hilarious episode and I just know it. Okay, what's up everybody? You already know who it is. It's Rachel Beffa, and today we have a very special guest. My mother! <laughs> That's I know. funny. I know, I know. So... Mom, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, what do you want to know? And I'll tell you that. Okay, let's... So, uh, as far as who I am, what do I do? Yeah, just like who you are, relation to me, marriage status, how many kids you got, your career status, and then we'll jump in and talk about our drink for the day. Alright, so, uh, I'm Michelle, I'm Rachel's mom. And, uh, I am mother of four. Rachel being the youngest, yeah. Um, married almost thirty years. It'll be thirty years in August. Yeah, that's crazy. And uh, career-wise, I am a teacher, middle school teacher. I teach seventh grade science at a public school. At a public school. Okay. I did teach at a private school. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But okay. This is going to be kind of a longer episode because, yeah. I mean, you've been married for thirty years, and I've known you for almost twenty-one of those years. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, so, Mom, what are we drinking? I'm just going to refer to you as Mom. Like, you're oh, not going to be well, Michelle. There's not. There's, <laughs> there's, I mean, I've you called call me you, something other. I've called you Mom for as long as I've known you. As long yeah. as I could talk. So, um, Mom, what are we drinking today? Uh, today it is a sparkling water from, uh, Members Mark. It is Sam's a... Sam's Club. Sam's Club. Uh, strawberry lemonade. Zero calories, zero, zero sugar. It's basically water with flavoring. Yeah, it's so good. Okay, let's hear the opening, if I can get it open. There it is. Ooh, so nice, so nice. I have to open it on the podcast microphone so that people know that I didn't drink it beforehand. Oh. But I'm just, there's so much stuff. You're going to spill it. Alright. Yeah, refreshing. It's a very mom drink. By that, I mean you drink it all the time. (laughs) Got it. Not that it's it's a drink for just moms. It's a drink for everybody. But, okay. So, we have so many questions. So, we're going to kind of, the way that I'm going to talk about this is we're kind of going to get, like, a baseline of, like, who you are. Got it. And then we're going to dive into each subject. So, I have one, two, three, I have five subjects written down. <laughs> wow. I hope um, I can talk that long. Yeah, no. And then and then we're going to get to the end of what I talk about with everyone's favorite saint, and I already Got know it. who your saint is. So, yeah. Okay. I wrote down, this is my second page of notes. The first page of notes was just me trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about in this podcast. And I did this all yesterday sitting in the chair you're sitting in. Fun fact. Okay, so you've been married for almost 30 years. Almost 30 years. 29, basically, and a half years. Yep. Um, So, yeah, married for 30 years. How did you meet Dad? (laughs) Uh, Well, and how um, old were you? I was... 22, I believe. 22? 21? Yeah, it was 22. Uh, no. No. I thought 24. it was 23. 23? 23, yeah, somewhere around there. Um, and we met, actually met, playing volleyball at a young adults Catholic? group. Catholic? Catholic. Um, it was for uh, people 21 and older. And one well, night a week they did volleyball. And... Uh, we both were competitive volleyball players, but didn't, it was too competitive on the competitive side. People were really hardcore and we were there to just have fun. So it was with the people who were learning how to bump and we didn't count miss hits and things like that. So that's how we met. Four hits on each side. Correct. All right, you got it over. And then you rotated and there were 10 people in line waiting to just rotate on, on both sides. It was lots of fun. And you Um, met dad in St. Louis. In St. Louis. Because we live in Kansas City now. Correct. Which is a whole other story, but Correct. we're not going to get into that. Correct. Because we could be here for, like, two hours. Okay, so so marriage, we'll get back to that. That's a key part of who you are and, like, how I came to be here and how I'm now having a podcast. Also, for everybody, I forgot to mention this. I was sick last week. Well, sick. I didn't have a voice. And my parents can attest to that. My mom was basically <laughs> like, Rachel, don't talk. You sound like a horse fly. Like, you can't speak. Just whisper. So that's why I didn't post two podcasts last week. 
because I could not speak, and we were out of town. Correct. Because we had, I was going to post last Friday, but we were out of town for dad's side of the family Christmas. So, yeah, that's that's a whole other subject we're going to talk about is traditions and family. Okay, so kids, you have four of them. Correct. And you have three dogs. We have three dogs. Yes. Technically, you have three dogs because... Yeah. yeah I, I technically dogs. have two, but was gifted one. Yeah. Oh, Jesse, what a, what a gal. Okay, so can you give us the order of your kids, how old they are, and what they're doing? Oh, great. Now you're going to really test I'm going to put you on the spot. Or you can give, like, birth years if you can't think of how old they are, because I have no idea how old Jacqueline is. Yeah, I was going to say, you could call out Jacqueline <laughs> right now. I think she's uh, 25. She's going to be 26. 26 in February. Correct. Yeah, so... Uh, Jacqueline is 25, um, Ashley is 24, and, uh, Alex is 22, you almost 21. Yep, next month. And what are each of your kids doing? Uh. Or, like, you can say, like, either their profession or, like, Jacqueline is a, um, family teacher in, um, a residential home for, uh, children. It's called uh, Boys Town in Omaha, Nebraska. She actually works with girls at Boys Town. Oh, they read. And um, Ashley is uh, just recently moved home. She is um, going after her master's degree in prosthetics and orthotics and is currently seeking out uh, universities in which Mm -hmm. she can do that. Alex is a recruiter. Uh, He works out of Overland Park, Kansas. And he's been doing that for a little over six months. Yeah, he started and, in May. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then uh, you are at Benedictine College yep. and starting an internship here in a couple of weeks yeah. for accounting. Yeah, so. I want to be a CPA. So crazy. Okay, good. I didn't know if you would be... I knew you'd be able to answer them all of what all your kids were doing, <laughs> but I wasn't sure how long it was going to take you. Okay, so you are also a... Public school teacher. Correct. So, how many years have you been teaching in public school? And how many years have you been teaching? Because you were in a Catholic school, you took a break, and then you went back to public school. So, can you give us the timeline of, like, when you started teaching, how long you were in Catholic school, when you took a break, and when you went back to public school? So, I have... I taught in... um, Originally, I started teaching in a parochial school. I was a PE teacher for a year and a half. That was when you um, taught your brother? I taught my brother, That's yes. Funny. I was going to college. Uncle and, Tommy! And I, I was going, <laughs> yeah. We won't even go into the stories. Oh my there. goodness. Um, I taught there for a year and a half while I was finishing up my teaching degree, and I taught in the afternoons. I went to classes in the morning, and then I taught in the afternoons at the parochial school. Parochial um, is Catholic? Catholic. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, I didn't go to Catholic school, so yeah, it's always weird when I hear that word. Um, and it was St. Paul's in Fenton that I taught at. And then it was weird teaching my brother's friends that came over to the house. It was just weird. Um, and then I went and finished my degree, and I taught at Holy Infant in uh, Baldwin, Missouri. I taught there for nine years, so wow. a total of t- ten years. I didn't know you taught nine years then. Yeah. Um, and then um, after... Jacqueline was born, and just before Ashley was born, I quit and stayed home for 10 years. Um, Is it over 10 years? It was, it was almost 10 years, yeah. Oh, yeah, Um, okay, that makes sense. Went back to school, uh, was a instructional assistant, um, or a para-professional for two years to see if the family was able to function with me going back to work Mm -hmm. and also to see if I still loved it. Mm -hmm. If I loved it enough to make it a career again or if I needed to find something else. And I loved it. So I went back and I have been in public education for over 15 years back. So total of, total of, I think 25 years. Wow. Which makes me really old (laughs) to say it out loud. No, you still look like you're 25. That's very kind of you. Yeah. If you ever see my mom, you're like, dang, how'd she have four kids? Okay, and then we have two more subjects that we're going to talk about, but one of them's Advent, because we're in the season of Advent. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about my last podcast that you came into my room yesterday and talked to me about, because I want to hear your, um, 
uh, thoughts on it. So we're going to jump back into marriage. Okay. Because that's a large part of who you are, Catholic-ness-y stuff. Vocation. And then, yeah, your vocation. Yeah, that. I could not think of the word. <laughs> my brain is still trying to catch up after I lost my voice because I'm just like, ah, words are hard. But, yeah. So, okay. So, marriage. You've been married for 29 years. Yep. Over 29 years. And you and dad, I've never seen, like, a, a big blow up. I mean, I've seen fights or, like, arguments, but I've never seen something where it's like, Oh, let's separate. I've never seen that, ever. So, one of the questions I have for you is, how did you put Christ first in your marriage, like, at the early stages of your marriage, like, years one through five, and then how do you put Christ first now in your marriage after 29 years? Um, finding somebody who uh, shared my religious beliefs was extremely important to me, and the fact that uh, Dad and I met at a Catholic event, mm -hmm. um, I, I, and I say it an event, it was a young adults group, um, set it off uh, for me um, there, but it was also diving in to find out how religious your dad was. Um, I knew he grew up in a Catholic uh, family, but you can grow up in a Catholic family and not necessarily be practicing. So several of our dates were started with going to mass oh, and wow. um i knew that it was a uh i don't know i i knew that faith was going to come first when faith was going to come first for you or for both of you for us together okay um because i knew where it was for me mm -hmm. but i didn't that's something you kind of have to discover uh with somebody i mean you can you can walk the walk but can you, can you pray the prayers? Can you, can you uh, teach can you, your kids? Can you, well, yeah. do you live it in your everyday life? Oh, yeah. Um, and so part of that was, um, I knew that it was going to be um, part of our lives when your dad held my hand first in church. That was the first place uh. he held my hand, was in church. And to do... To hold hands in church in front of your family is a big deal. Yeah. And um, so, and I knew that it was going to be important to him when you wake up on a Sunday morning, <clears throat> whether you're uh, with each other or not, like, um, are you going to... Stay in the same house or what or, do you mean? Yeah, or even, like, on a date. No, I have to get up early in the morning and go to Mass. Oh, so or you would, like, cut encourage dates. each other, oh, okay. en encouraging each other to go to mass on, especially on the mornings that you didn't, you didn't feel really like it, feel yeah. it's it's hard to get up, it's cold, whatever. So I knew that that was going to be um, a strong part of so it. Did he for hold us. your hand during like the entire mass, or was mm -hmm. it like during the consecration that? Because I have a friend who I asked her. She's on my soccer team. Well, she just graduated. And she gets married in the end of May. And I asked her, like, how she knew that, like, her fiancé put Christ first. And she said that no matter what, wherever they are, if they're in Mass together, he always holds her hand during the consecration because of how important it is in his life and then how he <clears throat> wants it to be, like, the center point of their relationship is, like, Jesus Christ, which I thought was really interesting. So I was just wondering if you were I don't during, know that during the we... consecration or was it during the whole I don't mass? know that we... Uh... <clears throat> Thought. I mean, that would be a question for your dad, but I don't know that we necessarily thought about it. I thought it was a huge step just to have hands. Christ recognize mm -hmm. that we were together in holding hands. Um, and the time of Mass, I don't, I think you it just, started at the beginning okay. and just held throughout the Mass, cool. except for um, like when you do the sign of the cross or something where your, your hands are separated, yeah. typically. Our hands are together. Right yeah. 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 So, okay. Yeah. So that was at the beginning of your uh -huh. dating. Yeah. And how do you put Christ first now after 29 years? Uh, you well, guys still do that. You still hold hands throughout. Correct. All of correct. mass. Even and if there's a kid sitting in between you, dad will put his, his arm. arm around the kid and hold your hand. Well, it's developed into also uh, three squeezes. Yeah. Uh, uh, three squeezes is um, when you squeeze each other's hands three times, it means I love you. 
and we've, I don't know, I think maybe your dad found it in like a chicken soup for a soul kind mm-hmm. of book, um, but it, if you ever have the inability to speak, speak yeah. you can say it in three squeezes, especially if you're incapacitated or yeah. um, something like that, three squeezes, and at least you can get your point across. And even during mass, it can be three squeezes because it's not an appropriate time to say, I love you. So that happens. Yeah, like Jesus, like the priest is holding up consecrated yeah. bread and wine and you're like, ah, love you. And Our just, prayers are going on in yeah. church and you just want to, there's a yeah, part in yeah. the mass that uh, you're being thankful for the person sitting right next to you. Yeah. Um, as far as keeping Christ first, um, we pray together. We pray together in the car. We pray together at meals. We mm-hmm. um, remind each other that when um, situations may be difficult, to pray on it, to ask the Holy Spirit to mm-hmm. come and come on, Holy Spirit. And it's just little reminders. Or even at night, before we go to bed, you're coming into bed and someone's sitting there silently. Are you praying? Um, and then we don't talk or respect the fact that they may yeah. be praying. Because there's times where you have to pray by yourself. Yeah. Okay, so my sister, your daughter, Jacqueline, is um, preparing for marriage. Mm-hmm. She got engaged this year. So one of my questions that I have for you before we move on to the next subject is, if you were to give newlyweds advice, or those soon to get married, <coughs> Jacqueline, um, if you were to give them your like keys of success to a great marriage, what would they be and why? Oh, wow. Okay, so there's a lot, but uh, I'll keep it to a small amount. Okay. Because... We could be here for hours. We could be here for hours. Okay. Um, uh, Number one, um, you have to have open communication. Um, And as your dad says, you can never say I love you too often. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Say it and mean it. Um, It is a great opportunity to tell each other that you love them but not only to say I love you before you leave or when you come home because you never know when that last time is going to be and the last words that I want it to be is I love you Mm -hmm. so you don't know if they're walking out the door in a car accident or something and you want the last I want the last words to be I love you I mean we do that on phone calls correct it's always the last words it's okay I love you goodbye like goodbye is the last word but it's Mm -hmm. always like I love you. Even with our extended family, like grandma and grandpa, some of our aunts and uncles, cousins. Yeah. Because we never know when's the last time we're going to see Great. them or, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, uh, communication. you got to be able to talk about everything, even the hard stuff. Um, uh, when you have those, those hard conversations, put yourself in a situation where you can't walk away. Like in the car when you're driving somewhere. If it's a tough conversation, that by that putting just sounds yourself... so awkward. That just but, sounds so terrible. But what it, I'm single and I'm like, Ugh. but it forces you to work your way all the way through the conversation. Oh. It allows you not to walk away in the middle. You have to talk about it. You have to, you have to be vulnerable enough to put it forward. And there's, I mean, there's things in married life that you have to discuss. Things that work. Things that don't work. Things that uh, need tweaking. Things that um, upset you or you misread and misinterpreted. And if you can't verbalize those things, then it's going to turn into a disaster. Mm -hmm. I mean, the other thing is, is you have to be able to put the other person ahead of yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. there are some days where you're going to be giving 80% and your partner's going to be giving 20 there's also days where dad's going to give me 80% and I'm only going to give 20. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's recognizing that every day I wake up and I say, I want to be married to this man. And mm-hmm. even even in the biggest arguments, even in, you know, you're, I'm, so I'm a redhead and I have... And dad's Italian. And, and so when we get heated and hot, it's a lot of things are going on and... The volume is not low, to say I mean, the least. It's not low if you even know me. Like I'm, yeah, a product of both of these human beings, and I'm one of the loudest people I know. 
And so when we get loud and it feels like we're not going to be able to come to an agreement on something, um, I go and walk away from the argument. Okay, maybe it's loudly walk away and slamming a door. But uh, in doing so, I go into a quiet space and I make a list of all the things in my head why I love this man. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so I can tell you by the time I get to number five, I am calm, much calmer. And and ready to go back and and have a conversation. Yeah. Wow. I know. Secrets. I would not have expected that. I mean, the only big fights that I've, like, not even big fights, like, you and Dad argue about, like, which family member we're going to stay at for Christmas. Like, that was only, that's only one of the arguments I remember. Otherwise, it's been like, honey, can you do the dishes? Yeah. Like, oh, I did the dishes yesterday. But even then, you guys don't argue very much, which I'm just like, I don't know how you do that. But, okay. Anyways. Yeah. Next subject. Okay. So, Jacqueline, my sister, uh, if you're listening, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Those are your keys from your own mother. Just to let you know. Okay, so we're the next subject is kids. Okay. Which, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I remember this as... Like, growing up. Now I'm 20, almost 21. Like, less than a month I turned 21. And you were married 1993. Yes. Your first kid was born in 1997. Yep. And then you had a total of four by 2002. So you had four kids in five years, basically. Correct. How did you support a life of Christ in your children's lives when they were little? So, like, I'm talking, like, when I was younger, when Jacqueline was younger than 10 years old, how did you put, like, Christ in our lives? Well, we always had a church bag. We always had church a bag. bag. You remember the church bag? I remember the church bag. Um, we always had books that were. First of all, we went to mass every week, Sunday. Every Sunday, and Ugh, we only stayed. Thirty was terrible. We only. I hate getting up early. Well, uh, me growing up, it was seven a.m. So eight thirty is fine by me. <laughs> um, and it didn't matter if we were at a sleepover. We got picked up in time to go to seven a.m. mass oh, when we were little. Goodness. So. You didn't have that all the time either, no, so. No, I didn't. Um, we went to Mass. We prayed. We knelt by the side of the bed. We read stories about um, God and stories from the Bible. Um, we had particular books that were only books about um, Bible stories that were in the church bag. There was never... Like we never Noah. took... Like Noah and the Correct. Yeah. Or, yes. Or... Like, we never, church was not a place for food. Church was not a place for drinks or anything like that. The only time that ever happened was when you were an infant. And we only stayed in the cry room long enough to get through infancy with um, the babies. And then Mm -hmm. we went into church and we sat up front. Um, Yeah, it was like first two rows. Correct. Um, Well, that all started because the first... A priest that, and it was Father Robert. Um, this is still he, in St. Louis. No, he was he was here in oh. Kansas City, um, and he was the one who said, uh, "Bring him up front. Let him. Let me. Let me see them. I want to see the kids." And even to the point where, um, at the um, setting of the table at during Mass, mm-hmm. um, bringing up the gifts and things, he would invite the little kids to come up on the altar. I didn't and know that. Um, you would get to stand around him, um, and then he would send everybody back um, before the consecration, like um, at before the holy holy. All the kids would go back oh, okay. and um, be with their families. Mm-hmm. But he would encourage you to come up, and yeah. from that point forward, we were up front because we would always say, "Father's watching you." Father's watching. The other it's thing, like that, Santa. But the other thing that we said was. If you kneel down and you get a child's perspective, all they're seeing are people's butts. Yeah, or their and, backs. In church, or their backs. So we wanted you to be able to see what was going on and could explain it. Yeah. Um, and we would have mass books and things like that. And, we, I mean, we would pray at home. We would, um, it was it was God moments. It was relishing the time that we had mm-hmm. um, and recognizing that it was all a gift. Mm-hmm. I mean, even our prayers at dinner is not only a a uh 
before meal prayer, but also spontaneous prayer. We'll allowing get to that. You, okay. I'll stop talking now. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. It's part it of is. Advent. Okay. Yeah. So just... Chill out, Mom. Yeah, chill out. You're trying to get ahead of schedule. Sorry. You're trying to answer the questions I haven't even asked yet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So which one of your kids? This one's. Oh, this one's totally a, gonna put me on the spot. This one, my kids aren't. Even. I know, and I'm gonna put you on the spot. But there's, I may a, not answer. there's a correct answer to this, so you'll be able to answer it. Well, there might be two correct answers if you really want to answer it in two ways. Okay, which one of your kids pushes you in your faith the most? And what do they do that pushes you to continue growing in your faith? Oh, I totally know the answer to this question. It's one of two people. Well, there are two that push me in my faith, but I would say... In different ways. Yes, in completely different ways. Um, Alex pushes me in my faith the most. Yeah, that's what Um, I was going to say. Yeah, I think he pushes everybody in their faith the most. He is so well-read. He has... uh, he does Bible story, uh, studies much more than I ever have, and he learns from other people, and I just get to benefit from what he learns. Like, he'll yeah. read a book, and he'll share the book with me or the yeah. topic with me or something like that. And I'm so appreciative because I never had what he has now. I never had the the book clubs. I never. He has a very interesting college experience. Yeah, and I'll let you I, save that. I hope that he's on the podcast. Just shooting my shot here, Alex. Mm. Be on the podcast. Um, his his uh, faith life is, is, and his relationship with uh, the Lord is, is um, something that I strive to have. Let's yeah. put it that way. He's very open with his, he's very open and invites the conversation to talk about his relationship well, with Well, not only that, but he wears it on his clothes. Yeah, he's, not, got, he's, he's, he's got so, so many obvious. t-shirts that are just like, I'm Christian, I'm Catholic, I'm, ask me questions. Correct. And he's able to talk about it. He's, there's I no, agree. There's he's, no fear there. No. Which is just, and, and he'll, he'll, he'll throw a Bible verse. Yeah. Even at his grandma. Oh yeah, he will. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll just look at him like, are you serious? And he can, he can. And he'll say, yeah, grandma. Chapter and verse it. Oh, yeah. It's kind of scary. Uh-huh. It's really scary. Okay. The final question on the kids section. But oh. the, this one, this one's not difficult. Oh, by the way, the second kid that pushes me is you. Oh. Well, why do I do that? How do you do uh, that? Yeah, how do I do that? <laughs> okay. I'm probably going to put you on the spot here. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> uh, you have pushed me in... Um, in your admiration for um, adoration, for your questions that you ask about your faith. You put me on the spot with them. When you ask me questions about my own faith or why I do things, I have to have an answer. I have to, I have mm-hmm. to be able to answer you in those. Um, but also, um, your faith has also grown from your relationship with those at Holy Family, Senior High, Youth Night, those kinds of things, mm-hmm. and your experiences there have made me dive in deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, if for no other reason than to stay caught up or yeah. to play catch up with those yeah. kinds of things. Because I, like, I read a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like to read different books. Like, the last one I read was from one of my RDs last year. Well, I guess I've read books after that, but this one I was recently flipping through called Time for God by Jacques Philippe, and it was just, like, talking about the sacrament of adoration and how important it is in the Catholic faith, and I think I told you about it, or... Oh, well, and you give me books all the time. C.S. Lewis, and... Because, you know, I've read all those. Oh, I know. And we'll go there. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I just like to read. Reading's good. The more knowledge, more knowledge is power. Thanks, Mom. Sure. FYI, mom has no idea about these questions. They're hidden in a book that no one's allowed to see, so every single one of my guests has no idea what's being asked of them. Unless it's a sensitive subject, and then I ask them if I can talk about that subject, but other than that, they have no idea what questions are being asked. Yeah, mom has no idea. Mom has no idea. (laughs) So these are all raw, real answers, as with all my guests. Okay, so what is one thing from each of your kids that you have learned from them? And it can be as simple as, like, how to crack an egg or something super complex. You can do whatever you want. 
I just kind of want to hear if you've... Wow. Um, just before we hit our Christmas. Yeah. Just, yeah. No, we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. Um, Jack one. I have learned um, that it's great to laugh. Um, she has the ability to take whatever is going on in a situation and look on the bright side of it and the and yeah. make fun of it and just enjoy it. Um, Ashley, perseverance. Oh my gosh. Um, she will uh, be in a situation and it doesn't matter how many times um, she has a goal and she's going to make it happen. Um, and it doesn't matter what obstacles are in her way. Um, she's very intelligent and I don't know that she sees herself in that way, but she is a Everyone in gift, our family sees that. A gift of, um, drive yeah, and determination that I don't, I don't know that I can mention it, name anybody who has the drive yeah, that she has. Yeah, she's super driven. Um... Alex, uh, I, as we touched on it, has a gift of faith that I am just in awe of. Um, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, and um, Rachel, from you, um, I've learned that um, not just the word outreach, Outreach. Because you, because you outreach. outreach. What a word, <laughs> Rob! Shout um, out, Rob. <laughs> um, but also, Rob and Jock. You, um, we'll hear this again, but you, um, are the voice for those who have no voice. Thank you. Um, you will put yourself out for people who, whether they ask for it or not, you are their voice. You, um, also will go after what is right. It doesn't have to be um, that the person's asking you for it, but you go after what is right. Um, and that is something that um, I appreciate. I also appreciate when you just, out of the blue, just need a hug. Oh, I always need hugs. So, hugs are so good. Yeah. Or you'll call hug. me at school and say, Mom, Mom, I need a hug. Will you meet me halfway just so I can have a hug? I need a hug in my package. Mm -hmm. Mom, I need my package. Mom, can you bring that leftover dinner? <laughs> what are you coming? having for dinner? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that was marriage and kids. Okay. We have three more subjects. Great. We're, we're not even halfway there. <laughs> wow. wow. And we've been in here for like 20 minutes. Awesome. <laughs> nice job. Okay. Yeah, I told... Maybe, I, maybe we do part is, two later. No, 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 we're not doing part two. <laughs> We're not doing part two. We might if a lot of people have questions or if people come up to me and they're like, we need your mom back on the podcast. Nice. But only like 50 people listen to this podcast. Oh, well. Half of them are my relatives. It's fine. Okay, next subject is your career. Because you are a teacher at a public school and you used to be a teacher at a private school. Correct. So what is the biggest difference that you see between public and private school? Um, between public and private schools. Well, first of all, one thing is, uh, parent involvement or, um, the support, um, uh, mm -hmm. that you get from parents. I see that there's much more, um, parental involvement, I would say, in a parochial school, uh, Catholic school, because you, you're paying for your kid's education, for one. Um, and also you have the gifts of faith. Um, the gift of faith, um, can be openly spoken about, mm -hmm. um, and, um, you can, uh, talk about, uh, and you can support a child in a different way. So let's say a child loses a family member. Mm -hmm. You can openly say to somebody, I'm praying for you. You can openly say to those around you, Merry Christmas. You can openly mm -hmm. say, what's your favorite saint? Those mm. kinds of things. And, I, and in a public school, I cannot yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, even to say Merry Christmas is is something that in the beginning of my career was frowned upon. And now I don't care. I just say it anyway. And I ask the kids. I mean, 
I teach a lot of kids who go to our church, mm-hmm. and they are surprised when they see me. Um, they're surprised and, to see you at school. They're surprised to see me at church. Oh. And then, and then, conversations can be had after that. Ah. Um, but uh, openly talking about faith, I have to I have to protect all kids. So, for example, if a student says, "Oh my God," I'm like, "Um, nope, that's not spoken in this room. You are offending." people and if you're not offending any other student you're offending me so stop um or if they will say um something like uh oh jesus and i'm like are you praying because that's the only time that's allowed in here you can't say that i don't let my students say that like Mm -hmm. i don't because it's offensive to me if you're not using it in a prayerful tone but if you're using it as an an exclamation um i i don't allow it um, I didn't know that. It's, yeah. I, I, in the same sense that I would say to the kids, are you going to say, oh, Buddhist? Or, oh, uh, Buddha? Or, mm-hmm. oh, Muhammad? No, you're not. Those are not things, exclamations that you use. So yeah. why would you use yeah. a, another figure yeah. in someone else's faith life to make an exclam- exclamatory remark? Sorry, not allowed. So Interesting. Yeah, I'm... I'm becoming bolder as I get older. <laughs> I mean, you only got like seven years left. No, not quite. You gonna go longer than that? No, less than so. that. I know. It's like five. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if you were gonna stay for seven. Yeah. Okay. What is the biggest difficulty in each verse, like private versus public school? Because I know you've had difficulties. Uh, in both. Difficulty in. Uh, Catholic school was finances are not the same. Um, mm. Being able to have everything that you need, I put a whole lot more finances into uh, what was needed to make the classroom um, what it was. what it what the potential I saw for it. Okay. Um, so like decorations. Well, and... decorations, or a student needed supplies, or you needed. Uh, material mm-hmm. for you needed to go buy graph paper because there wasn't any available and you were graphing mm-hmm. something. So I spent a whole lot of my own money doing that. Um, when it comes to difficulties now, um, there's a, I teach a lot. I teach a lot of things with a lot of different um, emphasis and it seems like every year they add more and more. And also, my class sizes are huge. Um, I teach yeah. several classes of 32 and 30. So that just alone, being on top of being aware of students who have different needs. You know, I have yeah. a student who may have um, PTSD and you can't make loud noises. Well, that's really hard for me. Yeah, so I have to be loud. aware. I have to be aware of that. Yeah. You know, or can't throw the balls around the classroom because... Bouncy it's, balls, by the way. Yeah, bouncy the, balls. Well, foam. Yeah. Foam, like, yeah. uh, or, uh, just. Like stress balls. Yeah. Squishy. Just. Fun. For. Yeah. Just to question, answer. Here, catch attention. this. Send yeah. it back. Or send it to the next person you want to answer the question. Yeah. Those kinds of things. It just depends on the student's needs or what they can or cannot handle. It's just okay. a lot to be aware of when there's lots of children who have those. Wow. What made you choose teaching as your career? I knew when I was in seventh grade what I was going to do. Um, That's so crazy to me. I didn't know until like sophomore year of college. Well, I, for my first five years, six years of school, teachers stood behind a desk and didn't... Like lecture? Make, like, yeah. Ooh. Um, and in seventh grade, I, I knew the teacher I had in seventh grade outside of school, and she was amazing outside of school, but... In school, she stood behind a podium, and I knew there had to be a different way. And so I teach kids the way I wish somebody would have taught me. High energy, love what they do, want. I mean, and I know that at Mm -hmm. the time when I was going to school, the way I teach now would not have been accepted. It would have been off the wall. Yeah. But the way I teach now, I'm competing with iPads and cell phones. I've got to do something to keep kids engaged. And so I have to be off the wall and stand on tables and throw things around the room. Somehow you do it. 
Yeah. Wow. So that's why. Crazy. I did know that it was seventh grade that was what made you think to become a teacher. I also Which didn't I have the advantage cool. that everybody has now of being exposed to lots of careers. Yeah. So. I can go and say, can I job shadow you? And they're like, yeah, sure, come on in. Or just exposure. I mean, we yeah. never had job fairs. We never had people come into school and Bring have conversation. And yeah. talk about their work. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of, like, college, which is really mm-hmm. nice, especially Benedictine. Shout out, Benedictine. Um, okay, we're going to move into Advent okay. and Seasons of Traditions, because Advent is a lot of, like, traditions that we have. So what is one tradition from your childhood that you remember, like vividly remember your family did? Also, you're the oldest, FYI, my mom's the oldest of four kids. Correct. And your parents have been married for how long? Uh, Over 50 see. years. They're going, they hit 60, they're going to hit. I don't know when they were married. 61? Uh. They're about to hit 61. No, 61? No, 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 wait. They're about they were to hit. 50 they when were just I was... fifty-five. They're just—they just hit fifty. When were they married? It'll be fifty-six. It'll be fifty-six in April. Okay. It'll be fifty-six in April. Yeah. So. So your I was parents right on the are 60. at fifty-six years. Yes. You and Dad are almost at thirty years. Correct. What is one tradition from your childhood that you remember with like your whole family? Like well, the we six always, of you. We always we always went to mass. Mass was important. Whether we went to. We tried to make midnight mass, and it was truly midnight? at midnight. It like, truly started at, at 12 a.m.? Uh-huh, yeah. That's cool. It was truly at midnight, and the church was just... It's its so different to go to mass at night with all the lights, and yeah, um, it's hard to stay awake as a kid. Yeah. Have but, you ever been to a candle at mass? Yeah. That's how they tried to that's do it. That's how they did yeah. it at midnight? That's yeah. so cool. I love candle lit masses. Um, So, we always... Mass was always a part of it, and it was... We always, um, when we get it, when we did a good deed at, over Advent, we got to add straw to baby Jesus's manger. And that's a tradition that we had. Um, yeah, I'd forgotten about it till this minute, actually. That's cool. Um, and then it was also, if you didn't do a nice job, you had to take one away. (laughs) You had to take straw away. Uh Yeah. So... It was a goal to make sure Jesus was, baby Jesus had a lot of lot straw, of straw. And I had to do a lot of extra good deeds. Yeah, things. little baby so. Jesus. And we had Advent calendars. I mean, Advent calendars, not, I don't, I don't necessarily remember the wreath, but that doesn't surprise me because it would have been lighting the candle and we would have been young to yeah. do that. We all always had an advent calendar that we got like to open. Like chocolate or no, something? No, it was never. It was never like, chocolate. Like it was always an open. You would open up little squares, and it would be telling the story of Jesus. Oh, like the ones we have here? Yeah. Kind of? Kind of. Well, okay. ours, ours we would ours hang up on like a... books. Ours are books that you'd hang an oh, ornament on the yeah. tree, but this was just a cardboard piece that you would open up, and it would begin to tell the story of like Jesus. The Mary, or mm-hmm. the angel visited mm-hmm. Mary... Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, can you name some traditions in our family that we do that's not just Advent? I want to see, because I wrote down a couple. So just straight traditions? Yeah, just traditions that we have. Wow. Okay, well, I mean, besides certain vacations that we have, that kind of thing, or are you you talking... Do you want me to give you the list of what I have? Sure, what are you talking about? Okay, so, like, our traditions that I remember from being a kid is, like... You and Dad would always go to as many of our events as you could. Oh, like yeah. to me, that's a tradition. Like okay. every single time you tried to go to sporting events, choir, that's music. Just being a good parent. Well, why was it so important to you that you went to everything? Because some parents are just like, "I'll drop you off, pick you up in an hour," or like, "Oh no, we wanted to." You guys were always there. We, but to us, it was a part, a, a time <clears throat> to celebrate you, you as an individual. <clears throat> So whether it was you or whether it was an orchestra concert or whether it was uh, a um, performance um, talent show, it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. It was, I mean, whether it was a wrestling tournament that you were uh, managing, it didn't matter. We, we wanted to be a part of it. It was, Mm -hmm. it was a part that we didn't necessarily get to see and we wanted to see the end product or you doing 
something that you enjoyed. Oh, I didn't know that. I always thought it was just so that we wouldn't have to get a ride from friends. No. I'm just kidding. I knew it wasn't that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, as a kid, we always visited extended family as oh. much as we could. Family's extremely important to us. Well, yeah, because we both, well, we, I guess, since I'm a generation below you, um, we come from huge families. Correct. Like, huge families. But, but when you think about traditions, tradition, the interesting thing about traditions is you don't know their traditions until you compare it to somebody else's life. To you, it's yeah, just it's normal. normal. Yeah, it's just, So, yeah. for me, being the oldest grandchild, my mother had, my mom was the oldest of 15 grandkids, yeah. and, or, no, of kid, children, yeah, 15, 15 kids. kids. Well, I, and I have two aunts younger than I am, so my mom and grandma were pregnant at the same time. Grandma twice. Phyllis. Um, and so I have two aunts younger than I am. And to me, there's nothing unusual about that. Yeah. Until, until you talk else, to your friends. Until you talk to somebody else yeah. and they're like, what do you mean your mom's from a family of 15? Yeah. That's just, what car that, did she drive to school? Yeah. She, oh, she drove she a limo. limousine. Okay. Yeah. Because that's yeah. the family car. Yeah. So you always, you and dad always made an emphasis on like visiting as much family as we could, whether like. We go into town to St. Louis, we go into the Lake of the Ozarks, we go to Nebraska, we go and visit people, or when people come into town, like Midwest Christmas, like, we go and visit them, or, oh, there's a family reunion happening, we'll be there, what time, what day is it? Like, why, what has been the biggest impact family has had on you? Well, uh, family is the the one that, that uh, you are the closest to. Family is, it's not just blood it's it's relationship it's uh you have the most in common with your family and um when it comes to uh seeing them being a part of them uh, it's i don't know it's just ingrained and how we spent i mean we would even if you were at a layover in the airport we would go and visit yeah you and spend you know an hour and an half. hour yeah. while they're sitting in a layover just to yeah. be able to Say hi. Say hi. Um, yeah. it, it's just, I don't know. Um, they are the heart and soul of who you are. And they get you. They understand you. They, I think that's a very uncommon like, well, thought. Again, but it's so common in our family. It's, it's I don't know. It, it's it's, it's weird to think been. about. It's weird to think about it, how no, important our family, like how important family is to us. And then you look outward to like friends of us. You're like, why don't you hang out with your cousins? Why don't you hang out with your aunts and uncles? It, it is weird when you say, I'm going to go, I want to go party with my mom. Yeah, like, I'm going to go visit my cousin, or like, oh, what are you doing for your 21st birthday? Oh, I'm inviting my cousins to go to my sister's house and have fun. Or, like, oh, we're going to St. Louis. Why are you going to St. Louis? Oh, to visit family. It's and, like, what's and, in St. But, Louis? That... But to me, family is, family is the heart of everything. If you don't have... Yeah. If there's one thing in life yeah. you can depend on, it's family. And if yeah. you can't depend on your family, then you better work on your relationships first. Yeah. Before you start working outward. I think our family's very unique in that yeah, way. Yeah, but if you think about it, people want to come hang out with us. <laughs> yeah, they do. Because we're an experience. We are an experience. We're crazy. Okay, so let's jump into Advent traditions. Okay. So Ashley reminded me of this yesterday. Okay. Because this is a funny tradition that we do as... It's mostly the Golder side of the family. It's not the Beffa side. As far as I can remember, it's not the Beffa side of what, the family. What? When you get underwear as a oh. gift, <laughs> you have to put it on your head for put a it picture. On your head. You do. Where did that start? I... Like, where? <laughs> because I <laughs> was think... That... <laughs> was that when you were a kid? Yes, it was. I when know. I was a kid. And I want to say that it was when we were really little. And it was... Like Grandma Golder? Like Grandma Golder? Grandma Golder... Um, I want I know that it happened at Grandma Golders, um, but it was a way to show it off and not like hide it. I don't know. Underwear. It was just, it was instead of, yeah. instead of it being embarrassment, it was yeah. like a proud moment. We turned it into being something proud. No, it was and, so funny. We and, like and we five... get, we laugh about it. Yeah. It's not, it's not, oh great, Grandma gave me some underwear. We, so we're like, look, 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 look
I'm gonna put them on my head. Yeah, it's I know. So Everybody's thinking we're just so weird, but it's oh, we are. We completely are weird. But we are it very was weird. It was just a way of changing something embarrassing into um, something fun, uh, and it's just stuck. Even recently, like, um, we got someone adult diapers for their birthday, like a couple years ago. I remember it. And he was like, oh, look, you guys are telling me I'm old. And we were all like, put on, on your, your head. head. <laughs> and he was like, what are you talking about? Because he had just, well, he had married my aunt, your sister. Mm-hmm. And it was his first experience getting underwear because none of the kids were little. Like, my youngest cousin on your side of the family is Anna. And she's what, 14, 15? Uh, I think I she's don't know. about to turn 16. I don't know how old she is. She's... But no one's gotten underwear for like ten years. So but then, it was, but it was given to him as a joke. Oh yeah, it was hilarious. But he still put it on his head. Yeah. He's like, look, I put it on my head. Yeah, <laughs> which was so funny. And and questioning the entire time, you guys are just so weird. I can't believe I married into this family. But yeah, yeah. But I know he loves us. Well, he tolerates us at best. Probably. Yeah, probably. Um. So a recent tradition of ours, probably like four years ago that we started this was showing our appreciation 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 sorry english is hard showing our appreciation towards each other at christmas eve christmas day where we go around and everyone says something nice and like what they appreciate the most about the other people in the room and it's our immediate family and now we're including joey oh joey (laughs) you have something to look forward to So, in what ways do you think that's brought us closer together as a family? Um, Because there are tears. Like, there there are tears. It's hard to get through. And it's two hours. Yeah. It's It's hours. Yeah. It's not, it's not a quick. It's not like a, hey, I like this. It's, it's, it's explaining why. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a love, it's a love-hate relationship. Um, it is, everybody Loves to be able to hear it, yeah. but hates dishing it out, dishing it out, yeah. and and being that raw and that honest. Yeah. And in the beginning, it wasn't all of that. I I remember the first day we, the first time we did it, and it was kind of like pulling teeth, and I had to set the example. Oh, so difficult. Um, and then everybody kind of like wide eyed and kind of went what? But I think what it does is. As a mom, I get to hear from each of you what you appreciate about each other. And it usually comes with, don't ever tell him I said this, but. Yeah. Don't ever tell him I think this, but. Yeah, because we'll talk and to you about our siblings. We're correct. Like, she does this so well, but she doesn't notice it. Like, how can she not notice it? Or how can he not notice it? And then you started the tradition. It was like, oh, crud. We're going to tell it to your face. I don't want to compliment my sister or brother. Like. Just gonna make their egos out the door, but then it was, I mean, it's brought us closer together as a family, I think. And like we included one year, we included grandma and grandpa, and grandma was in tears sitting Correct. there. She's like, I can't believe because you guys thought about this about me. We we joke around a lot, and we're each other's, and I tell everybody that you guys are each other's biggest critics, but you're also each other's biggest supporters. Yeah, we are. But a lot of times, as teenagers, that that support is silent. Yeah. It's not. I mean, if somebody ever started picking on you, your siblings would have been there in a heartbeat. Yeah, and, and said, and why taken, are you talking yeah. about... Yeah, and taking them down. And taking, yeah. taking them to task for it, for, for sure. But as an adult, I think it's the camaraderie, the discussions have been much more opened mm-hmm. because of recognizing the appreciation and recognizing the gifts that each other offers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you all have special gifts and talents that others don't have and are willing to share or to call somebody out who isn't using theirs. Um, and mm-hmm. I think, um, by telling others what you appreciate about them and making it raw and making it honest, um, one, those are the kind of conversations you have to have in a married couple. You have yeah. to be able to be raw and honest that way. But also it allows you guys to see what gifts others see in yourself that mm-hmm. you don't recognize as a gift. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult to sit there and, and be complimented and dish by, it and receive it. 
Yeah. To be complimented by six other people or five other people. Yeah, this year it'll be six because we're adding Joey to the. Yeah, Joey's my sister's fiance, by the way. We, he wasn't included in the kids because he hasn't officially married my sister, but he's basically one of the kids because he's our exact personality, just reincarnated in someone with the last name Ziegler, which is pretty funny. Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's it's super funny to see Joey and Jacqueline just banter back and forth, and then him, he set the bar so high. It's so annoying. You can tell him that. Oh, I have repeatedly. Yeah. And he, he even looks at me and he's like, I've set the bar so high for you. Nice. He's like, you, your boyfriend's going to have to go through me. Of course I'm they like, will. Joey, yeah. be quiet. I know you're good for my sister, but be quiet. <laughs> you have made this so difficult. He's like, I know. Whatever, Joey. Okay, so we talked yesterday, and you, because you listened to my podcast. I did. Because my mom is my biggest supporter. Yeah, mom. <laughs> so, um, talking on Season of Life. What season of life do you think you're in, and why? Great. Now you're going to really put me on the spot. Um, Season of life right now is patience and perseverance. Um, Mm. It has been a a difficult six months um, as far as uh, I don't... I haven't told a lot of people, um, and mostly the only people that know is family, but uh, your dad's been out of work for six months, um, and been looking for a job, and, um, one of the things that he'll hear from me over Christmas is the fact that he's made this job search all about him and his needs and what he wants, and he hasn't settled for anything less, and so mm-hmm. because of that, he's, he's done it his way, and his way is not my way, <laughs> and because it's his way, I have to respect that, and I have to be patient, and patience for a redhead is not always the easiest. Unheard of. It's not always the easiest, <laughs> but also giving him the space to be himself, yeah. and not and do it his way and not my way. Yeah. Well, that's not how I would have done it. Yeah. Have you thought about doing it this way? Have been things that I yeah. tried to say instead of, really, you don't have a job yet? Come on. Yeah. I mean, I've I've tried to be supportive and in. You're his biggest fan right now instead of his. Like oh, I can say that I've yeah. prayed for him the most in yeah. the last six months. Yeah. Um, but I do say I do like with this with since we're talking on that subject because you brought it up I didn't know if you were gonna bring it up. Um, and Dad, if you listen to this, which I know you probably will, because you and Mom are my biggest supporters. Like, it's been really. Um, welcoming and like I appreciate how he's gone about it mm-hmm. because he's leaned on like our family a lot correct which is not something that I think a lot of people do they're like no I'll find a job I'll find a job I'll be fine I'll be fine but dad has come to us like as kids especially me and Alex um just because of our involvement in business and you as his wife he's gone to us and said like okay like can you steam this shirt? Can you look over this email that I'm sending back to, like, this job that I want to apply for? Like, I'm giving them feedback because they asked for it. Can you look this over? And he's had long conversations with Alex, because um, Alex is in the position of a recruiter, okay. and just talked about, like, how to go about finding a job. And he's made it very individual. Yeah, to him. Well, and he's which is really cool. I mean, and it's really brought us closer together as a family. I would think, as an adult, to seek the advice of your children is not something that a lot of people often do. Yeah, uh, adults often think that they know all the answers to all mm-hmm. the questions and uh, disregard the advice from mm-hmm. uh, younger adults. And mm-hmm. I think that's it's been important to um, be open to yeah. all those who have things to offer. Um, yeah. Because you guys have a lot to offer and mm-hmm. looking at the gifts that you each have yeah. has... Especially with the resources like Alex and I and like Ashley and Jack won't have currently. Like I can go to a business professor and be like, okay, how do I respond to this? Or like, what's your advice when I go into this mm-hmm. situation? I can relay that to my dad. Right. My dad. 
and Alex can be like, oh, this is what my boss told me, and he can go, like, all the way up in his company, or go to an entire different group, because he recruits a certain type of engineer, I think, yeah. he recruits engineers, but he can go, because my cousin works with Alex just in a different branch, he can go over to her and say, like, okay, this is what's going on, what's your advice, and he can nitpick and pick from people and give that advice and pull from, like, 20 individuals and pull all the great advice from them and then give it all to dad, yeah. which I think is super cool. Or dad can relate a question that he was asked in an interview to Alex, mm-hmm. and then Alex can use it with his, with, his, with those with people, people he's interviewing. Correct. Yeah, which I yeah. think is super cool. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know you were in, because yesterday you told me you were kind of in the season of waiting, well not yesterday, we talked about, we talked about a season of waiting, yes, in like September. Oh, yeah. Like super long ago when I was first at college, and you're like, this would be interesting if you put it on the podcast, and I had guests, I had a lot of guests, mm-hmm. with my roommates and like different people, and yeah, I have so many guests coming up, I'm so excited for all my listeners, I've, I've got like five lined up, and That's I'm awesome. super excited, <laughs> That's awesome. and then I have two more when I get back to school after I turn 21, because they're like, no, we don't want to be on the podcast until we can like make you a cool beverage, I'm <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> sounds good. But, um, I didn't know that you were in, like, that, that's a very hard season of life to be in, just, like, Um, patience. It's really kind of funny, because prior to your dad losing his job, I was in a, in seasons of comfort. Like, contentment? Very much so. Um, I even remember saying a prayer in church of... You know, I know that there are lots of people out there who've gone mm-hmm. through so many trials and tribulations mm-hmm. in life, and I haven't done that. <laughs> Don't say that to God, <laughs> because yeah, he's like, um, oh, well, guess what? Here, Psych. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you tell God your plan and, and something else. Yeah, you hear him he, laughing. Yeah, he laughs at you. So yeah, yeah. yeah that's kind of. But I can say that in this patience. And perseverance has been a deepening of my prayer life. Mm-hmm. I I've agree. Pray become much more I've conscious it, yeah. of my and intentional in my prayer and my time of prayer. Aren't you cool? <laughs> no. Aren't you so cool? <laughs> okay, so final question. Okay, I ask everybody. We've been here for an hour, by the way. Whoa. Just to let you know, because my watch tells me um, how long we've been sitting here, because it's like recording. Nice. We've been here for an hour and two minutes. Everybody better put this I on told fast, you, fast I told you it was going to be so long, and you didn't believe me. It's not a 20-minute conversation. But we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. Okay, what is your favorite saint? saint and why? Saint It's actually, it's St. Marie Faustina Kowalska. Uh-huh. I don't know how to pronounce her last um, name, but it's like, it's three but, names, but she goes by St. Faustina. I just wanted correct. to tell all the listeners that um, that's her full name. When you see uh, the image that she had an artist paint, underneath it it says, uh, Jesus, I trust in you. And um, it is about being um, and offering it all to God and giving it all and, and trusting all your decisions and all the things that you have, um, to God Mm -hmm. and, and just saying at, uh, any time of day, Jesus, I trust in you and Mm -hmm. offering it up. Um, I trust that you're going to protect me in this situation. You're going to guide me in the direction that I need to go and, Mm -hmm. and whatever I'm doing, Mm -hmm. I trust that. So, wow. I know it was St. Faustina. I just wanted our listeners to know. Yeah, I know you too well. Um, what are some habits? So you you pray, you try to pray, if not you pray, the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Correct. Every day. Because you have an alarm. Twice a day. Actually. Twice a day? I, say I didn't it, know that. I say it in the morning and then again at 3. Oh my goodness. I'm never awake when you're awake, so that's probably why I don't hear it. I'm on a break. <laughs> I'm on a break. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not getting <laughs> That's up. what I tell my mom. Yesterday, was it yesterday that I got up at noon? Yeah, it was noon thirty. No, it was two days ago. 
Yes. Yeah, it was two days ago. I got up at noon. Well, you came in and woke me up at noon. Yeah. <laughs> I could have slept the day away. <laughs> I I didn't sleep well that night. I woke up at like 3 a.m. and yeah, then 5 a.m. Yeah, 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 yeah. And couldn't go to sleep. So my mom comes in. She's like, you getting up anytime soon? I was like, Mom, I'm on break. <laughs> Yet I have to start an internship that starts at like 9 a.m. <laughs> or like 8 a.m. That I have to drive 45 minutes to every Better day. start prepping. I know, I don't want to. I mean, I'm so excited for it, but I just don't like getting up early. Um, so what habits do you do every day that put, that help you put Christ first? You pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet. So I start my morning with um, the Bible in a year. Father Mike Schmidt. Father Mike Schmidt. Um, and, um, yeah, this is my second year doing it. Wow. Um, and then, and I am up to date, by the way. I mean, wow. I, uh, I, I know that. do it every day. Um, and then after that, I say the rosary. And after that, I say the divine mercy chaplet. You just start your day, bam, bam, before, bam. Before, before I go to work and then I get in the car. And as soon as I pull out of the driveway, I pray all the way to work. And then at three o'clock, my alarm goes off. I say the divine mercy chaplet at sometime between three and four. Mm-hmm. Try and get it done before four o'clock. And then I have... Um, if it's Thursday, I do adoration for an hour, mm-hmm. um, and, um, then I have nightly prayers or, I mean, prayer meals and that kind of stuff too, but. Aren't yeah. you cool? It's, that's, yeah. You're so cool. That's what I do. Don't tell anybody, but you're no, so cool. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say that, the but. meanest mom in the whole world. That I am. Just jokes, just jokes. Okay, well, that concludes our <laughs> podcast after an hour and six minutes um but yeah as we go forward into this week of i guess it's like two days from christmas so we go into this ending week of advent um i just want to say that i'm praying for all the listeners and yeah as you go into the season of advent and christmas just enjoy as much time as you can with family friends, significant others, all those that you can, um, and let's have this great season of Advent with Christ being born in two days. Yeah. 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 But Merry Christmas, everybody, and if you don't celebrate Christmas, well, I do. Um, <laughs> I don't care. This uh, is a Catholic how can, podcast. How can, you, how can you not this is a Catholic ser- podcast? Ser- um, celebrate Christmas. But, I mean, Christ first. Yeah. But... As we go on this journey of life together, let's buckle up and enjoy the ride. Bye, everybody. Mom, you want to say bye? Bye. Bye.